MOC stands for Microservices API First Cloud Native Headless. You know, I thought omni-channel, when that, that was first the big buzzword, I thought that was kind of a big concept, big word to kind of wrap your head around, but try saying microservices, API-first, cloud-native, headless fast a few times. With omni-channel. Exactly. <laughs> well, you have to have omni-channel mock, or mock omni-channel, I don't know. Well, good day, and welcome to Commerce Today. My name is Darren, and I am sitting here as always with the uh, the commerce futurist Josh to to really help us out with some some really fun topics. And this one, while it started out seeming like it might be boring when we were prepping for this, I suddenly found wow, this is some neat neat stuff. So basically, our topic today is breaking it down at mock speed composable, that's not compostable, but it is composable commerce. Josh, help me out. This sounds cool. Yeah. So this is kind of two new concepts or or relatively new concepts that uh, more and more commerce teams are starting to ask us about. And uh, uh, mock being the first one, composable commerce being the second one. I got to admit, I'm actually going to take it the other way around because mock is a little little more technical, a little more... uh, uh, complicated. We're going to start with composable uh, commerce. And kind of before we dive in, if you've heard of headless, a headless e-commerce solution or a headless implementation, um, this is in some ways the, oh, not even just the next evolution uh, in uh, headless, but like basically taking headless times a thousand in a lot of ways. So composable commerce, um, once we break it down, I think it, it's basically what it sounds like, but First, I guess the the easiest way to wrap your head around it is if you think of your traditional commerce implementation, e-commerce build, things like that, think of that as like a toy race car that you might buy for your child. You you buy a uh, just a pre-made toy race car, goes forward, goes backwards, looks a certain way versus composable commerce is more like buying your child a set of Legos that they can build into a car of whatever shape they want, even change it, build it into other shapes. Um, so basically traditional uh, commerce implementation, you're taking a, an off-the-shelf e-commerce platform, maybe modifying a bit, connecting it to other ones, but you're not typically taking the whole thing apart and rebuilding it in some other way other than the way the, the creator of it intended. With composable commerce, you're basically encouraged to rip everything apart, and you really work with bits and pieces from here and there and combine them in unique ways to meet your customers' needs. So one of the things I had mentioned to you, Josh, on this was the example, instead of buying Microsoft Word, per se, that has every which way to craft words on a page and and create things, if I only need a certain level of a uh, basic text editor, but maybe the only piece that I really want is to be able to do text art so I can write words around circles or make them wavy lines or whatever. What you're saying is, is I just buy the text art plug-in to my basic text editor and I'm off to the races. Yep, yep, definitely. And uh, and first of all, I think sometimes we date ourselves with our examples. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know <laughs> if anyone listening out there still uses Microsoft Word or if they're doing all their text art in, in Canva or 
some other web platform. Uh, is, right. that, is that Web three now? You but know, uh, probably. But anyway, um, to take your example a step further, even um, you can with composable commerce these building blocks, these Legos. They don't have to be things you buy. So you could buy that text art piece, but then you could say, hey, I don't really like the the printing system here. I'm going to write my own custom way to print this text art. And then you have a, a printing module that you kind of plug in. So it's really, it's about having these very small um, pieces that you can put together however you'd like. Bringing the examples kind of back to commerce, um, one example is if you, you go out there and instead of buying an e-commerce platform, you say, hey... I really like this checkout system over here. I'm going to buy this checkout capability. But I really like the way this other platform, this vendor, they have an amazing way that they store product data and allow me to maintain my product data. So I'm going to buy product data capability from them, and then I'm going to combine those two maybe with some other custom pieces connected in with other systems, things like that. Okay, that that makes sense. All right, but now kind of to take it to mock speeds, if you will, tell us about... What is the mock architecture? Yeah, so I feel like, and it's not just our industry, I think there's a lot of industries, but there are two things we love, and that is acronyms and new buzzwords. And so mock combines both. Uh, mock stands for microservices, API first, cloud native, headless. You know, I thought omnichannel, when that, that was first the big buzzword, I thought that was kind of a big concept, big word to kind of wrap your head around. But try saying microservices, API first, cloud native, headless fast a few times. But With omnichannel. Exactly. <laughs> well, you have to have omnichannel mock or mock omnichannel. I don't know. Um, but all joking aside, um, when you actually break it down word by word, it's it's not that complicated. So microservices... That basically means instead of writing one big program, one big piece of code that does everything, for each and every capability you need, you're writing a separate microservice. So you might have a microservice that literally is just something that says, hey, is this the correct username and password for someone to log in? And that is completely separate, runs as an independent service, can be used by any of the other pieces of your mock architecture, and can kind of be very... um, not really dependent on anything else. And it makes all these pieces very independent from each other. Uh, API first, the A in mock, that means that all of the functionality in all of these pieces are exposed via an API. Um, I think most of us are pretty familiar with a- APIs these days, but all an API is is a defined way that another piece of software can talk to a piece of code. So that's kind of, that's what allows you to connect these different Legos, so to speak. Cloud native, um, as someone who first started learning programming, well, programming in the 80s and software engineering in the 90s, cloud native is a shift for me. So I am very much used to sitting down, writing a piece of code and really thinking, hey, this is going to run on my computer. Maybe it's going to run on one server out there. That's it. Cloud native means you are really focusing on, I am writing something that may never run on just a computer, may always run in the cloud, may not even run on a, a typical server, may be running on all sorts of different capabilities that services like um, Amazon AWS provides. So it's really about as you're building out these Lego blocks, you, you're designing them so that they run well in the cloud. And then the H, I mentioned kind of at the top of the show that all of this is based on headless. The H stands for headless. And if you're not familiar with headless, that basically means having a way that you can seamlessly 
keep your front end experience and your back end code separate so that maybe you have a um, kind of current before composable commerce kind of current way of thinking about headless. You might have um, an e-commerce platform that you really like the technology, you really like what it can do, but you don't like the user experience it provides. Well, then you can buy that platform and implement a headless front end on it, which basically means you're building a custom front end that does whatever you'd like. So in composable commerce and with this mock approach, everything is designed with a headless implementation in mind. Now, Darren, that was a lot of buzzwords pretty well, fast. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit hypnotized there. But uh, no, this is all good. And kind of for the simpler people like myself, I'll put that out there right away. When you were explaining this to me, I kind of used this as the example. And because I like the Marvel Universe and superheroes, I was thinking of Iron Man. And when you think about Iron Man and his latest suits, they were all nano, nanite technology. And so basically it meant he could have whatever turn into, I mean, his suitcase or whatever can turn into his suit and it would move. And, and in a way, what you're describing is kind of like that from a commerce perspective or a programming perspective. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and kind of just like that, that example, um, you can very easily pull different pieces out, change them, plug in other pieces. It can, it can definitely... It is a lot easier and quicker for it to evolve as your business evolves. Do you, and I'm going to put you a little on the spot here because we didn't talk about this in advance and I always like doing that. So anyway, is there some examples of where you're, have you seen this? Have we, is this out in the wild or is this still kind of thinking about it? There's actually, there are a few examples. Um, It's something that's really emerged in the past couple of years and there are even platforms that are appearing that specialize in this approach um i don't know any of them off the top of my head that's fine um, but there's a couple out there we'll find some maybe we can put them in the show notes okay and i guess thinking thinking from the listener's perspective and definitely a merchant's perspective what's the advantage here what does this what does this really get me and why would i why would i want to go down this approach because often new approaches like this well, they tend to be more expensive in some way. How does this help? Yeah, and this is definitely one of those technologies where eventually this will be, I don't want to say inexpensive, but this will be affordable for merchants of all sizes. This will be, I feel like, the way commerce is done within a few years. Right now, it requires more of a technical team um, than than maybe your your average smaller retailer. So I would say if you have a... If you have an in-house team and you're supporting, say, an in-house platform or in-house integrations, um, now is the time to look at this just because it will, if you start building, even if you don't replace everything and say, hey, we're going completely composable, completely mock, but if anything new you're building, any new code you're writing, if you follow that mock approach, then it'll be easy over time to move in that direction. It's interesting. One of the other pieces that I was thinking of on this is this is almost like the brand new entrepreneur starting their business and you think of all the little tools that that you grab to do okay this is a best in breed so you grab that and you grab the other one and then you end up having to get some integration tool like a zapier or infogrammet or whatever that puts it all together and now instead of having to do that having those tools already be instantaneously be able to plug and play in a way yep yep and that can definitely lower your your cost of ownership and even just your Headaches over time. Amen. Amen to that. Um, and having to manage all those tools. Wow. All right. Any last thoughts on on the mock and composable? 
commerce? Um, just that I would be interested in hearing from anybody out there that's listening that uh, if your team, your your uh, company is going in this direction, experimenting with this technology, let me know how it's going. Kind of, uh, this is another area where the best practices are still evolving, and I would love to uh, chat more about that. Yes, and probably some of the less than best practices might be evolving as well. Those right. are always the ones we find first, it seems well, like. Oh, yeah. That's because Murphy hangs out there. So, well, anyway, well, I get, as always, thanks a bunch for joining us on uh, this episode of Commerce Today, and we uh, wish you all the best. See you next time.